0: Because, thank you. I think, uh, um, you know, last week, if you, if you were here, we had, we had talked about restoration and God restoring all the years that the locusts have eaten. Um, and, and this week, I, I wanted to talk about healing a little bit, um, emotional, spiritual healing. Um, the things that, that some of us are battling right now, the things that we're going through in our, our society, in our community, in our world today, right? How many of y'all know that the church is under attack? Yeah. Hey, right? You know who the church is? You are. The church is under attack right now. And there needs to be some healing. There needs to be some spiritual healing and some emotional healing. So if you have your Bibles, will you turn with me to the book of Revelation? And you're like, oh my gosh, what? The book of Revelation. Can we go there to chapter 13 real quick? Um, if you have your, your iPads, your, your iPhones, whatever it is that you, that you read the Bible on, um, or this awesome screen that Mr. Scotty got going for us at 9.05 this morning, praise the Lord. Um, hey, we had also talked about it last week. Um, also, it, it, does, it, does anyone in here have the U-Version Bible app? Y'all know what I'm talking about? If you don't, the ones who didn't raise your hand, you should, you should uh, download that because it's pretty awesome. You can follow us on that as well. If you click on the version Bible app and you go down to events in the bottom right-hand corner, or go down to more and, and then all this stuff, and then you go down to events, scroll down to events. Is it up there as he's showing me. Oh, well, there you go. Just sh- shut up pastor. How about that? We got it. See, I told you he's awesome. I told you, but then you can follow along with us. Um, um, in the, the Bible app as well. So revelations chapter 13, and it, it may seem like at first that these scriptures are very confusing. You know what it is? All right, would we'll just be, be honest. It, that, that, that is confusing, but I believe that truth will come forth in the next few moments and your eyes of understanding are gonna be opened. Amen. Amen. So he talks about in verse one of, of chapter 13, is everybody there? He talks about, he said that I, had, I saw a beast with, with seven heads, um, 10 crowns or 10 horns and then, and then 10 crowns, he says, rising up out of the sea. And let's go to verse three. It says right here. He says, and then I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded. Everybody say mortally wounded. And his deadly wound, listen to this. Listen to this, was healed. Amen. And his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worshiped the beast saying, who is like the beast? who is able to make war with him. And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Verse three, there was a mortal wound, a deadly wound, and it says it was healed. And I want to talk to you this morning about the wounds that come into our life, okay? This scripture, um, Some Bible teachers and and commentaries say that it's dealing with the Antichrist. Others think that it's forecasting a coming world dictator. Right? I don't know what the seven heads mean. I don't know what the the some some say that that it was referring to an assassination where where you know the world, the world dictator, whatever will be shot and assassinated and then come back to life. We, we just don't know. We don't know. Some others say that it's one of seven nations like Germany who will be wiped out and then you know brought, brought back up to glory in the end time. No one knows for sure. And then there's people like me that don't have a clue what that verse means. <laughs> <laughs> Except there must be something in it for our lives, because it is the inspired word of God. Amen? That's what I do know. That's what I do know. That there's got to be something in it for our lives because it's the inspired word of God. And what I want to show you is this the point that I see in it, in this verse right here, in this scripture, more than anything, is that there was a wound, and the Bible says it was a deadly wound. It was a dead, yeah, it was. It was a deadly wound. It was designed to bring death. Amen? It was a wound that was inflicted and it was a deadly wound to bring death. And that is a picture of most people. Amen. That's a picture of most people that is sitting here at Restoration Church this morning. Because I think everyone in this place this morning, come on, or am I just preaching to myself? I think everyone in this place this morning has or will in life suffer hurts, suffer wounds, and suffer disappointments. Wounds that should have, could have, and will kill us if they are not healed. Amen. I'm telling you, if they're not healed. The Bible says in John 10 10 that the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. My friends, the devil does not fight fair. He does not. Amen. He does not. He does not fight fair. The devil will not give up until you're wounded to death. That's the kill part of that. The kill part is steal, kill, and destroy. The devil does not fight fair and he will not stop until you are wounded to death. If you let him, he will wound you. He will attack you. He will come at you from all corners. I want to tell you, um, it's problem after problem. It's issue after issue. The devil's intent is to, to, to deliver. Listen to me carefully. To deliver a deadly wound. Amen. Is that me? No, who else it would be? We. I, I want to tell you all this because um, we had we had had a, had an awesome time last Sunday. Um, and again, I just want to be be real with you. you know your pastors need prayer too. You know that? Amen? Um we had received a phone call Monday um from from my mother-in-law, my wife's mother. Um after an awesome church service on Sunday last week, um they had found some nodules on my, my mother-in-law's lungs. And they did a PET scan on Monday and she has terminal lung cancer. Um Um, so we're going to leave today after this service and we're going to go to Mississippi and, and, and see her and, and get her transferred and bring her home to our house for, you know. I love you. Um, for, you know, end of life care. But uh, I serve a God who can heal that. Amen. Um, and my sister called yesterday. My daddy, he lives in Alabama, and uh, he's had COVID twice since August, and now he has a blood clot in his lung, so he's in the hospital in Birmingham, Alabama, but God, but God. But God. and, and, and I, I just want you to know that your pastors need prayer too, right? So I'm not just preaching to y'all this morning. I'm preaching to myself because it's problem after problem. It's issue after issue. And I want to tell you the, the devil's intent is to deliver a deadly wound to kill you. And until he wounds you to death, he, he hits you here and, and then he'll hit you there. And, and then he'll hit you here and hit you there. Deadly wounds. And if he can't get to you, he'll get to your spouse. And if he can't get to your spouse, then he'll get to your kids. And if he can't get to your kids, then he'll get to your mama and he'll get to your daddy or he'll get to your finances or, or he'll get to your business. He'll, he just keeps trying to do what he does, and that is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he tries his best to wound people. That's what he's doing. He tries so hard just to, to keep wounding people. And, and you read in the book of Job, and you, you kind of see how Satan operates. You know, when, 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 has anyone ever asked you, what What character in the Bible would you like to be like? Nobody ever says Job. (laughs) Nobody ever says Job. And I wanna be like Peter. I wanna be like, I wanna be like Job. I want boils all over my body and stuff. (laughs) But if you read the book of Job, you can see how Satan operates. He wounded that man over and over and over and over again. He tried to wound him with a deadly wound, to make him curse God and just give up. That's what he tried to do. He wanted him to just curse God and give up. And I want to ask you a question. Kind of annoying, isn't it? I'll, you don't mind. Praise the Lord. I want to ask you a question. When was the last time you seen a miracle with your eyes? Oh, here we go. Scotty's going to fix it. told you I told you he's amazing come on is that better thanks buddy restoration church restoring lives cords microphones and everything through the love and grace of Jesus Christ come on somebody that's what we're doing I do wanna ask you a question though, when was the last time you seen a miracle with your own eyes? Look to your left. Everybody look to your left. Everybody look to your right. Come on, everybody look to your right. And I want you to realize that you're looking at a church full of miracles right here in this room right now. Amen. Cause there are people who have been through problems. There are people who have been through sicknesses. There are people who have been through divorce. There are people who have been hurt by churches. There are people who have buried children and lost loved ones. And there are people who have been wounded. And there are people who have been hurt in this room today. Amen. They've been devastated, but they're still here. They're still worshiping God. They're still praising. They're still shouting. They're still standing up, and they're still believing that God can do something better. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're still holding on. They're still holding on. And if you've been wounded and you're still here, I want you to give God some praise right now. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Take a moment. Say this. Say, I've been wounded. I've been been hurt. hurt. I'm still alive. I'm still here. here. And I'm I'm still believing. Come on. The devil can huff and puff, but he will not blow your house down. He can't greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Amen. Amen. The wounds of life that the enemy Satan sends are for one purpose. They're to destroy you. They're to destroy you, to inflict you with a deadly wound that kills your soul, that kills your worship, that kills your joy, that kills your dream, that kills your marriage, that kills your finances that kills your family. He wants to inflict you with a deadly wound that will destroy everything in your life. That's his job. Peter was warned by Jesus in Luke 22. Verse 31 and 32, he said, Peter, Simon, Simon, Peter, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat to wound you with a deadly wound. He said, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And he was saying, in other words, Peter, Peter, the devil wants to do everything in his power to keep the microphone out of your hand at Pentecost. He wants to do everything in his power. And so he's going to wound you. And when, not if, when you are converted or healed of that wound, Jesus says, go find your brothers and strengthen them. He says, "When when you have come back to me, when you have been healed of that wound, he said, go find your brothers and strengthen them what he said. When you were healed of your wound and your, your, your attack guys, listen, it's going to open up the opportunity for you to help and heal somebody else. I'm telling you, when you are healed, you're going to have the opportunity to heal somebody else's wound, but prayer still makes a difference. Amen. Jesus said, I'm praying for you that the wound that enemy is, the, 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 the enemy is gonna hit you with, Peter, it does not destroy your faith. Healing will come. Restoration will come. See, I don't know what's going on in most of y'all's lives, but I do know there are some wounds. And I do know that there are some hurts that you're dealing with, but I'm here to tell you this morning that healing will come. Restoration will come. I'm gonna say that again because it felt really, really good. Healing will come. Amen. Come on. Healing will come if you won't give up. But there's an enemy who wants the wounds of life to destroy you, he wants the wounds of life to destroy you. Isaiah 53:5 puts it this way. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. Two key words right there. For our. For our wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. He was wounded He was bruised for us, not for himself. Now we are the body of Christ. Amen. Now we are the body of Christ. Could it be that your wound or your attack is not really for you, but for somebody else? Amen. Could it be that the thing that you might be going through right now, the, the hell that you're going through today, could it possibly be that the wounds And the hell that you're going through can be healed so somebody else can have transformation in their life. Amen. So they can say, I see what you've been through. I see what you're going through. Because you made it, I know I can make it. Come on, could it be? Webster's defines a wound as being an injury to the body an injury to the body, and many of you in this room have been wounded by a divorce. You've been wounded by a bankruptcy. You've been wounded by a layoff. Maybe maybe your wound was from an unfaithful spouse. Maybe it was from an untimely death of a loved one. Maybe you're wounded from past church hurt. Maybe your wound is from, from not ever seeing your kids only every other weekend or, or maybe your wound is from not seeing your kids at all. Maybe, maybe your wound is an addiction to drugs or alcohol or pornography. Maybe it's trouble with the kids or violence. Guys, listen, we all have wounds that seem like they cannot be healed. They're deadly wounds. I want you to catch this. Notice what happens in Revelation chapter 13. Look at verse three. It says, when the deadly wound was healed, Verse three says, all the world marveled. The King James says, they wondered." They wandered. It says, it says, all the world marveled. Look at verse four. Look at verse four. It says, so they worshiped. Come on. Then in verse five, it says, and he was given a mouth to speak. So they witnessed. Come on. Verse seven, it says that they went to war. After the healing. After the overcoming of the wound, notice the progression. The wonder came back. The awe of God came back after the deadly wound was healed. And then the worship came back. And then the witness came back. And then the war came back. They was able to go to war. You see, this is what the enemy wants to do. Let's back this up. Let's back it up. And when you understand that you cannot wage successful war without a strong witness and you can't have a strong witness without true personal worship going on in your life. Amen. Come on. And you'll never have worship without the wonder and awe of God in your life. Amen. And the danger that you can never get to that place of warring against the enemy and defeating him, all is connected to that wound not being healed. It's all connected to that wound not being healed. Because when you have wounds that are not being healed, you begin to lose the wonder of God. Am I talking to y'all today or am I preaching to myself this morning? When you have wounds that are not being healed, you begin to lose the wonder of God. You begin to lose the worship of God. I'm telling you, you begin to lose the witness of God. And then you cannot fight spiritually and win the war that you're in because you no longer in a place of advantage. Amen? You have no wonder. You have no worship. You have no witness. I promise you, you're not gonna win the war against the devil because you have no advantage. Mm. But the enemy has come. Listen to me, guys, and he has got a bitter root down inside of you that poisons your spirit through this wound telling you, it poisons your spirit. It gets, gets bitter. And the reason there's no wonder is because you still have those deadly wounds. Right. It, you get bitter. You, you start holding on to things. And, and I'm saying to you that wounded people cannot truly worship. That's right. You can't hurting people hurt people. Wounded people live in the past. Amen. Thank you for those 17 hand claps. I appreciate that. Wounded people live in the past, they do. They live in the past and God wants to reintroduce you to wonder, amen. God wants to reintroduce you to worship. God wants to reintroduce you to witness and reintroduce you to the, to the power of warring against the enemy because you have your wonder, you have your worship, you have your witness and I will tell you right now, you will fight for your families, you will fight for your lives and you will win whatever that wound is that's in your life. It's got to be healed. Whatever, whatever that deadly wound is that's in your life, God will put you back into a place of advantage. Mm. It's not God's will for that wound to kill you. Amen. Doesn't have to be a deadly wound. God can heal it. You know that? Does everybody know that in here this morning? That God can heal that deadly wound. Amen. God can heal it. Come on. It's not God's will for you to lose sleep. Amen. It's not God's will for you to let that wound that's been inflicted on your life destroy your joy. It's not God's will for your life. We need the wonder. We need the worship. We need the witness. And we need the war against the enemy to come back to life in our lives so we can save our souls. We need the war against the enemy to come back alive in your life so you can fight for the souls of your family. Amen. Need to heal the wounds. Need to heal the wounds. And that can only happen you get your wonder back. You get your worship back. You get your witness back. You can get your war back when the wound is truly healed. That's when it happens. When the wound is truly healed. How do you get the wound healed? You realize you're not the only person to ever be wounded? huh? Look to your left. Look to your left look to your right. Come on. Realize you ain't the only person in here that's ever been wounded. That somebody just like you has gone through just as big of a situation as you of what you're going through. And they were wounded and they are still standing here victorious today. Amen. Come on. You ain't the only one that's ever been through what you're going through. Can I tell you, Jesus received deadly wounds at Calvary. But three days later, he rose up out of that grave. Where was, yeah. whoo, come on, it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when he rose from the grave, people wandered. And then the people worshiped. And then the people witnessed. And then the world started to change. Lives were being changed. Souls were being saved. All because the wounds were healed. Mm. The war started for the souls of men. Praise God. Mm. The deadly wound was healed and a church was birthed. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world was changed. And I'm telling you this morning, that's why the devil tries to keep you offended. That's why he tries to keep you hurt. That's why he tries to keep you wounded, to keep you mad, keep you upset. He knows if he can ever get you wounded, He can make that wound, if it's not healed, become a deadly wound that begins to kill the joy in your life. It begins to destroy everything that you're trying to do. That deadly wound, destroy your family, destroy everything you're trying to do, everything about you, that deadly wound will destroy. He knows if you ever get healed of those deadly wounds, just like Jesus, lives will be changed. Hallelujah. Lives will be altered your house will be changed. Come on. If you ever get healed of those deadly wounds, lives will be altered because you survived your wounds. Amen. Because you survived your wounds. Listen to this. Healing is a must. You have got to heal Amen. Healing is a must. You've got to overcome this. You have got to get into the presence of the Lord until every hurt, until every issue, every unforgiveness, every offense that you have in your life has been bathed and cleansed and washed in the blood of Jesus and you come out saying, he makes me love everybody. Come on, he makes me love everybody. He makes me love everybody. Love God. They didn't hear you. Say it again. He makes me love everybody. Everybody. Isaiah 30 and verse 26. This is a powerful promise to have been wounded. Look at this. He he said, he said, moreover, the light of the moon will be as the light of the sun. And the light of the sun will be sevenfold or seven times brighter as the light of seven days. In that day that the Lord, when is this going to happen, guys? When is this going to happen? Listen. When the Lord binds up the bruise of his people, listen, and heals the stroke of their wounds. He says your night will become like day and your day will become seven times brighter when you let God heal your wounds. Your night will become like day and your day will become seven. Come on, night. Oh God, Jesus. Your night will become like day in your in your your family, and your household, and and everything that you do. And the nighttime will become like day, and then the day will become seven times brighter when you let God heal your wounds. Man, I like that word seven. Cause he said when the thief is found he has to restore seven times amen he has to restore seven times whatever the enemy has taken when you let god heal that wound and i don't know when let me tell you something how do you know when you're healed what is going on <laughs> how do you know when you're healed when you can hear their name or you can hear about the situation and you don't get ticked off no more Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about. That's what, when you hear their name and you don't hate anymore. You don't get upset anymore. That's when you know you're healed. Amen. That's right. Amen. You don't get upset. You don't get mad. You're not angry anymore. You can, you, then you know you're healed. Then you know you're healed. If y'all hear my name, don't hate me. <laughs> and don't tell me guys, God can't do it. Don't tell me God can't do it. I know he can do it. And this is not an option. This is not an option. God said, if you don't, I won't. If you forgive, I'll forgive. Come on, if you release healing, he said, I'll release healing. That's how important this is. He said, if you don't, I won't. The measure you use will be measured against you. The judgment you use will be judged against you. If you don't, I won't. You release healing, I'll release healing. You want forgiveness, then you better start forgiving people. You want healing, then you better stand and bask in the Lord for a little while and get rid of that unforgiveness and all the stuff out of your heart. Amen? It's that important. He said, to those who will let me heal their wounds, I will give you days that are seven times brighter. Hey, come on. I will give you days that you're... Your nighttime will, will be like daytime, seven times brighter, seven times brighter, seven times. Jesus was healed of his deadly wounds, but he was not healed of his scars. Amen. He was healed of his deadly wounds, but he was not healed of his scars. The scar became a testimony of God's ability to heal telling you. How many of y'all got scars in here? Huh? I know you do. I know you do. I see you up there. The scars are a testimony of God's ability to heal. Amen. When Jesus rose from the dead, he was healed of his deadly wounds, but God did not take the scars away. He didn't. We want complete restoration where nobody ever knows we ever had an issue. Right. <laughs> Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. We want complete restoration where, where nobody knows that, that, that I ever had an issue. We want such restoration that nobody knows that our perfect little lives weren't perfect. Right, I'm looking at Pastor Dustin back here, he's like. <laughs> I love him. We want people to think we have the picture-perfect life, the picture-perfect marriage, the picture-perfect family, right? There has nothing because of my great faith ever come to my family, amen? Amen. (laughs) There has nothing because of my great faith ever afflicted my family at all. Come on, man. The scars are a testimony of God's ability to heal deadly wounds. Amen. Scars mean that this is what I overcame. This is what I overcame. This is how bad it was, and this is how good God has healed me. Amen. This is how bad I was hurt. This is how bad are the things that I went through, and this is how good God has healed me. The scars are a testimony of God's ability to heal and I'm not ashamed of my scars. Jesus walked into that upper room after he rose from the dead and he says, some people need to see my scars, Thomas, before they would ever believe. Some people need to see my scars, Thomas. He said in Zechariah 13, verse six, he said that the Jews will not believe until they say, who put these wounds in your hands? Who put these wounds in your hands? Then Jesus answered them. He said, those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Mm. And the Jews will get the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah. The one that was crucified in his own house. Amen. They will get the revelation after they won't believe until they see his wounds. They won't believe that he is the Messiah, that he was crucified in his own house until he said, who put the wounds in your hands? They got to see the wounds. I'm saying to you this morning, quit covering up your scars. Amen. Quit covering up your scars. We all got battle wounds. They remind you of what you've been healed of. Wear them as a badge of honor. The scar proves how bad it was at one point. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, the scar proves how bad it was at one point. I'd be a fool to walk around and act like I've never had marriage problems. Look at my wife, look at me. I see you I got my, I'm a peripheral visionary. <clears throat> Some people are visionaries, I'm a peripheral visionary. I can see you over there. I would be a fool to walk around and act like I've never had marriage problems. Amen. I've never had family problems that I've never wanted to quit. Mm. But what do you do? Amen. What do you do? You look at the devil and you say, you see these scars? They're proof that you tried your best to mortally wound me. You tried your best to mortally destroy me. You tried your best to wipe me out. To destroy my family. But no weapon formed against me Will ever prosper, and I have a God who heals me of my deadly wounds. Amen. You took your best shot. You took your best shot, devil. No weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Quit acting like you're perfect, quit being so perfect that you don't ever let anybody know. Amen. I got one out of that. (laughs) Quit acting so perfect that you don't want to let anybody know that you're going through something. That you need healing. Doctors say two things are critical for wounds to heal. Two things. Number one, they say leave a wound uncovered. They say leave a wound uncovered. It helps it stay dry, and it helps it heal. So if you want to get your wound healed, number one, stop covering it up. Stop covering it up. And the second thing is, they say bleeding helps clean the wound out. In other words, stop covering it up and let the blood flow. Every time you come in here, Just rip that Band-Aid off. Woo, that got loud. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. When you come in here, rip that Band-Aid off and let the blood flow. Change me, transform me, cleanse me, heal me. Get the bitterness out. Get the anger out. Get the hurt out. Come on, get the disappointment out. Get the hopelessness out of my life. Get the suicide out. Get the depression out. Get the fear out. Heal my wounds, oh God, heal my wounds. Rip the Band-Aid off and let the blood flow, amen. Rip the Band-Aid off, let the blood flow, come on. Restoration Church, hallelujah. Come on, we gotta quit playing God games, Pastor Dustin. (laughs) You can't shout over your wounds. You can't shout over your wounds. You can't worship, you can't witness, you can't war. You will lose the wonder of Christianity if you allow your wounds and offenses and hurts and cuts and bruises to get you to a place that you become bitter. Amen? You will lose the wonder of Christianity if you allow your wounds, your cuts, your bruises, your offenses, your hurts. Come on. To get you to a place where you become bitter. But I want to say to every person in here this morning, I'm not denying that the wounds are real in your life. Please listen to me today. You may feel like you're at your wit's end this morning and you don't know what you're gonna do. You're wounded, you're hurt, you beat up, you feel like just giving up sometimes. Am I talking to anybody? My heart is sensitive today because I've dealt with that. I've dealt with it. I can only imagine the wounds that that some of y'all are feeling, myself included. I've dealt with it, been through it. I want to say to somebody today, listen to me this morning. You won't find the answer in a bottle of alcohol. You won't find the answer in a pill. You're not going to. You won't find the answer in cocaine. You won't find the answer in the arms of another lover. Come unto me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your soul. Come unto me. He said, I will give you rest for your soul. I love you. I can heal your wounds. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, mm. and by his stripes and wounds we are healed. In Jesus' name, we are healed. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> so we're going to close with a worship song here, but i I want to I want to do something just a just a tad different because uh, I know that there's some people that are wounded. There's some people that are hurt. And if you're in here this morning. And you say, God, that's me. Say, God, that's me. We need healing. Can we go to a time of prayer? With every 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 head bowed. In this room and every eye closed first thing we got to do to get healing if you have never accepted Jesus Christ into your life if you have never said God come into my heart heal my wounds I need you Jesus I just want you to raise your hand all across this room right now if you have never asked Jesus into your heart say God I want you I need you. It's the most important part of this service. I see you. I see you. Thank you. It's the most important part of this service right now. Most important part. The first step in healing. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for dying on the cross and forgiving me of my sins. I need healing today, I need restoration today. Come into my heart, Jesus. Heal me. Change me. And make me into the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for those who raised their hands this morning, God. Father, I thank you, Lord, right now for the healing that is happening. And God, I pray right now for every person that's in here that needs a a spiritual healing, an emotional healing, a physical healing. Lord God, a mental healing. Father, I pray and I ask right now, if that's you in this room, all around this room, if you're in here this morning and you need a healing, just stand up right where you're at. Stand up right where you're at. Come on, God sees you. Stand up right where you're at. Hallelujah. And those that are around them, if you want, put your hand on them. Lay hands on them. Father, we thank you. God, I thank you. So, Heavenly Father, we come before your throne right now in Jesus' name. God, you see every single person in here that is standing to their feet, Jesus, that needs a healing. That needs an emotional healing. That needs a spiritual healing. That needs a physical healing, God. That needs a mental healing. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord because we know that you are Jehovah Jireh and you are Jehovah Rapha. You are our healer and you are our provider, God. And we thank you for that healing that's coming right now, God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you were wounded for our transgressions, God, that you were bruised for our iniquities. Heavenly Father, And the chastisement for our peace was upon you and by your stripes, we are healed in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I pray for every single person that, that is dealing with something that we know nothing about. God, you know exactly what they need. And Father, we just pray right now that you manifest yourself in their life, God. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. I just pray, God. Father, right now, I pray for the ones who didn't stand up who want to. Lord, you know what's going on in their hearts and their minds, Lord. And Father, we pray a complete restoration, God. We thank you that healing will come, God. Father, we thank you that restoration will come, Lord. And God, we just ask these things in Jesus' name, Father. As your word says, you will never leave us nor forsake us. And God, we just commit this day to you. Lord, I just thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything that you've done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.